the legacy project has been designed to help you become a strategic thinker in the area of preserving wealth and more importantly of becoming a custodian to wealth and building generational wealth for your family your loved ones your children and your children's children my name is Richard Anser welcome to the show Hello, and this is Richard Anser here. Welcome to The Legacy Project. This is episode number two. And today I want to talk about a topic. I've written it down in my little notebook. Uh, The foundation and priority of leaving a legacy. I repeat, the foundation and the priority of leaving a legacy to your family, to your loved ones. Okay, remember this is the podcast, The Legacy Project. My whole focus is to enable, to equip, to empower anyone listening to the sound of my voice to start thinking and be focused on leaving a legacy to their future generation, their children, their children's children. And it's so important that we should do that. Um, Now, what I want to start off with really um, is to discuss the foundations of leaving a legacy. I don't want people to be deceived by thinking you've got to be absolute loaded multimillionaire before you can start thinking about these topics. As I mentioned before in my introductory um, session number one, you know, it's you could have a pound in the bank account, you could have a million pounds in the bank account. It's not just about the money. Obviously, that does help. But you have a skill, you have gifts, you have maybe heirlooms, sentimental items that you've been passed on to you that, or you've accumulated that you could pass down to your children, to your loved ones. And ultimately what you need to have is the element of control. And that's a big topic for today. All right. So what I've written down and really to introduce the subject is understanding that wealth is not defined by how much money you keep. Sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> Wealth is defined by how much money you keep. It's not defined by how much money you actually make. And in this age, especially with social media um, and, you know, music industry and everything else, okay, especially in this urban modern-day music, you know, the the deception is they've got all these paper currency notes, you know, flashing all over the place, and that's defined as wealth, which is, that's not true, but that's another subject for another time. Okay. Um, you need to, yes, be able to make money. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're um, saving, uh, got a pension fund, life insurance, which is a fantastic way of introducing wealth into your family if you don't have any or don't perceive to have any. Okay, but that's another subject. We can cover those in the future. All right. Um, or you're a high earner or you have a business and, yes, you are accumulating lots of money, which is fantastic. But ultimately, when we all go, and we will do, because it's certain, we're not going to live forever. If you don't have control as to where that's going to be directed, number one, and number two, how much of that's going to be directed to who you want it to go to, then it's really a waste. So you really do need to know how to um, have control, even upon death. And the foundation for that is to set up a will. Right Now, before I talk about wills, maybe it'd be good to maybe introduce the topic of what we call the rules of intestacy. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before. So if you die yesterday, if you died yesterday, without a will in place, a valid will in place, and a valid will is one that has been 
drafted correctly, it's been um, attested correctly. So in other words, you've had two witnesses witness you sign it. It can be found. It's not destroyed. Uh, you haven't remarried and not created a new will because that, be, that could revoke your original will. All these things are quite important. You only have one will in this country. Okay, that will identify your assets in the UK. I'm not going to talk about anything international on this podcast. All right, then ultimately then you have a valid will. So we'll talk about whether you write your own one or get professional another time, but ultimately that's the criteria to have a will. Now, if you do not have a will and you died yesterday without making the will or someone or family members or ultimately the probate court could not prove that one existed, that's what probate means to, to prove, then you have died intestate and all of your wealth and assets automatically become belong to the state, to the crown. And then you'll, you'll be assigned a representative to administrate the affairs according to the will that the government has given you. Now, there's different intestacy, intestacy rules. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to focus on, on England and Wales. There's different intestacy, intestacy rules for, oops, for islands, Northern Ireland, shall I say, um, as part of the UK. For Scotland, they're different. And what I'll do is um, I'll, I'll have to get somewhere of uh, you accessing that information. But you can easily Google it for yourself. But if I just focus on... Uh, UK in terms of England and Wales for now, okay, then, uh, you know, if you're just going through, if you are not married and you know, we are in a, in a scenario, in a situation right now where a lot of people are not getting married, um, that's another topic for another time, but uh, ultimately people are not getting married. So we have lots of blended families. We have lots of people who are just living together and, you know, that's, no problem at all. Doesn't you know? People don't want to you know define commitment through marriage. I get it, but as far as the law is concerned, you, you will be treated differently whether you are married and or whether you are not. If you are not married and you have children, then that's where the, the challenges start to come. Okay, uh, so if you are not married, okay, and you have children, all right, and you are with your current common law partner, shall we say? All right, um, I'm not getting into, you know, same sex, whatever, you know, you, you read it how you wish. Um, I'm just going, but, you know, it doesn't matter whether you are, if you're not married and you're living with someone, you're in a relationship with somebody and you have children, okay? Then with that in said, then all of your wealth will go to your children not to your common law partner, okay? If you are married and you have children and marriage in the definition of um, civil partnership, and please don't confuse civil partnership with common law marriage, it's not the same. A civil partnership is an official proceedings uh, for same-sex or um, heterosexual couples, okay? Um, and then there's marriage. Okay, so, um, and they're classed under the law as one and the same, essentially. All right. Common law relationships. I've had people ask me, oh, is common law the same as civil partnership? And it's not the same. Okay. It's an official ceremony, your marriage or civil partnership is legal, as registered, 
um, you know, bands has, bands has been announced in your local community, etc. It's been witnessed. All right, so just so you don't get confused, I want to make sure that's correct. All right, so if you're married, and when I say marriage, that applies to traditional marriage, civil partnership. So don't don't get confused. Um, then the first two hundred seventy thousand pounds of your estate, if you have that, would then go to your spouse. Okay, then half of everything else, it'll be split between your spouse and your children. Okay, so um, the the first two hundred seventy thousand goes. So I've said that wrong. The first two hundred seventy thousand pounds go to your spouse, and then half of anything else that remains goes to your children, and then other descendants. All right. So, um, what you need to understand is that may not be your plan. Let's just say you were married before and had children and then got married again and had children and stepchildren and you love them as your own and you don't have a will, okay, then everything goes to your spouse if you're married and have children. Now, if you had children in a previous relationship and you're, you know, and you're still in communication with them, those children will be disinherited from your first relationship if you got married again or if you had children out of uh, wedlock, doesn't matter. It only applies to the children to your current wife or spouse, okay? So is that what you want? Or do you want all of your children to benefit? Ultimately, children are no children, spouse are no spouse. If you want to have control as to where you want to direct your wealth, your assets, you need a will. I'm going to get too technical about it. But the rules of intensity are, are what I call the government will. That's the will they give you if you don't write your own. So when we're talking about the foundation and the priority of, of leaving the legacy, then the foundation is to have a will and the priority is to have a will. Okay, it's absolutely imperative that you and that, and that you have control over where your funds, your wealth, your assets go and who the, who they go to and how much. So again, wealth is not how much you make, it's how much you keep. No will, if you reach over a certain threshold of wealth, you're paying 40% on that wealth before it goes to your beneficiaries. Okay, that's, that's a lot of money. So put it this way, a lot of people may own a home, let's say that home, that home is worth over half a million pounds. Okay, keeping it really simple. Um, the threshold, the government threshold, it is three hundred twenty-five thousand um, pounds, and if you have no will, you can work out what forty percent of of that difference is. One hundred seventy-five thousand. Forty percent of that is a lot of money before it gets to your beneficiaries. You set up a will correctly, and initiate full leverage of any government assistance before any tax is taken. Potentially, there's no tax to pay at all. No forty percent. So when I said before that if you pay or you don't pay, it's, it's, it's down to you, I, I, I mean it. So the foundation to protect your wealth, first and foremost, you have to have a will. All right, then you can start to plan the legacy, plan your gifts, plan whom should receive, at what age, under what circumstances, maybe they're vulnerable or disabled, etc. So, you know, you can plan to make sure everyone who you love gets what you want them to have at the appropriate time.
So we need to discuss that. And I think people seem to think wills are just this thing that you get when you reach a later age and you're thinking about later life. No. Um, I talked about being a custodian of wealth. It's something you should be planning since you're 18, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm not going to address the mental capacity aspect of that right now. But don't look about how much you do have or don't have. Look, look at it as, well, you, know, you plan to make sure you pass any assets down. Let's say you do receive a legacy from your parents or grandparents and you want to pass that down to your children. Let's say you receive an inheritance at age 18 or 20 and you do not have a will, it, it can it can get a bit messy. All right, so um, that was the first thing I wanted to kind of talk about, really. Just wealth is defined by how much money you, you keep. It's not defined by how much money you make. Then we talk about the foundation of and the and the priority of leaving a legacy. Okay. Um, number two, I've written down here that you should keep wealth on your terms. Okay. Hence, we've kind of mentioned it already. So to have it on your terms, you need a will. Uh, you don't want to be operating under the government's will, utilizing the laws of intestacy. Scotland, Northern Ireland, you know, they're quite different to the the England and Wales version. But it's still the same principle. It's a government-based will. And you need to take control if you don't want ultimately your stuff going to the crown or to loved ones or to family members who you don't really want it to go to. Or, again, imagine you receiving an inheritance from your from your parents and you're not married. Um, and you, know, you have maybe relationships, various relationships in the past, and it doesn't go to all the children or... Even worse, you are married. I say even worse. You are married and you don't have a will. Everything goes to your spouse. Now, I'm not sure about you, but would your mum and dad be really happy that all their hard work is passing on to another family? That may not be the case. You want, you want it to go to your children. So uh, it's so important. I, I don't know how to really uh, express this anymore, but it is imperative that you now start to understand uh, financial education in the point of, Yes, you can create wealth, and part of that wealth creation procedure is to protect it. Now, there's a really good book that I I, I just love reading when I get a chance. I've probably read it about five times already. Um, you've probably heard of the author Robert Kiyosaki, and he wrote, wrote the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. But there's another book which um, goes into more detail. He talks about the five facets to wealth, and um, you know, in terms of uh, increasing your financial education and how to measure uh, financial intelligence that's what he calls it um then there's, there's, there's these there are these five facets to wealth that you are in full control of and you can increase the measure of those facets and that will increase ultimately your intelligence scale as far as building wealth is concerned so i highly recommend you get the book um uh, how to increase your financial intelligence okay audio book um or uh, get the, the physical book or even Kindle, all right? And out of five facets to wealth, you have, number one, how to make money, which is a really interesting skill because it's something that's not taught in school, unfortunately, okay? Um, so number one, how to, to make money. Number two, how to manage money, which is, again, we're going to be talking about this on the Legacy Project. Um, you know, we've got some really good guests lined up to talk about uh, increasing your financial intelligence, increasing your financial education and knowledge even teaching your children so they have an understanding. All right, so number one, how to make money. Number two, how to manage money. 
Number three, how to leverage your money and, and grow it. Number four, protecting your money. Now that protection, what does that mean? You know, through nefarious creditors, bankruptcy, family members, changing in law and, and uh, legislation can affect your wealth. Look at COVID. All right, this is as an example. You need to be able to protect yourself. Uh, tenants not paying, all that kind of stuff. Okay, if you're a landlord, uh, you need to understand how to protect yourself. All right. And then number five, which is you're already doing, you're on this podcast listening to the sound of my voice, having access to the right information and knowledge to make better choices regarding wealth. Now, in, knowledge is, you know, as far as intelligence is concerned, is extremely powerful. If you watch all these movies, these spy movies and um, war movies, you know, wars can't be won without the correct intelligence. If it's wrong, you can lose your soldiers, you can lose your your team. So you've got to verify the quality of the information that's coming to you. And I, I really hope and pray that your boyfriend, verif- that you will verify the information that I'm passing on to you. So if it's wrong, then it's going to help you to make bad choices down the line, which ultimately will affect your wealth and affect your children's wealth and your legacy's wealth, etc. Whereas if you have information that is really, really accurate, very powerful, may not be mainstream, may not be popular knowledge, may not be the status quo of what you do. Uh, most times good knowledge is, is opposite to the status quo. Um, it can save your life. It can do a lot. It can stop you from seeing the creditors. It can stop bankruptcy. So, um, you know, you, you, you really need to understand the power of getting the right knowledge, being in front of the right teachers uh, so you can build your legacy. So, ultimately, the foundation and the priority of leaving a legacy, which I, I think is important, is you must, you really must do something about having a will. I don't care how simple it is. Even if, if the worst case scenario, because if, if you believe you don't have any assets, then you just go to you know your local stations and get something. Okay, it's better than nothing at all, I guess. I don't, I don't recommend them, but have something in place. The reason why I don't recommend those type of, sh- you know, shelf-stocked um, wills because you, you don't, if you don't know the law, if you're not up to date with what's happening financially, I have a lot of people, a lot of clients who think they know what they're talking about and they can't put two and two together quite. They're getting bits of information from one newspaper to another newspaper to this internet article, this blog, and so they think they know it, which is fair enough. And Kudos to you if you like doing the research. But it's not always accurate. And if you're going to make decisions, again, based on information that's not accurate, it may affect you down the line. So getting advice will really help you. Um, so ultimately, you need to, I keep stressing that you probably, I've probably said it 100, 100 times already on this on this recording, but having a will is vital, okay? With the view, and this is the important thing, that you're here to be a custodian to wealth. Um, your intention is to pass down your wealth, your legacy to your family, to your children, to your children's children. That's ultimately the, the main thing. Now, it's ultimately money or financial wealth is important. You want to set your children up, your family up as as, as best as possible. Um, not just in having money to, to, to for freedom financially, but the knowledge of how to, to utilize that. And I think the education of making decisions, operating in the business, how to run a business, how to run your the business that you're involved in, um, uh, focusing on your children's um, skills and, 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 and the natural 
proclivities, natural um, tendencies to be able to to do things that they enjoy without thinking about it, whether that's what they're doing here, um, they're good with their hands, sports, technical, whatever it may be. Um, you know, that's equally important because they do say that wealth tends to skip generations if they're so used to making or having it and receiving it from you as a parent. They may not be too inclined or bothered to want to work for it themselves. So that's another another story, another lesson for another time. But ultimately, uh, you you want to make sure that they have the the the, the kudos to be, to make to making wealth and protecting their wealth, as well as the the means to be able to enjoy it. Okay, um, you know you might be thinking about school fees for grandchildren rather than your children, for example, and have it setting up that type of um, mentality. So you pass that down to your children, to your children's children. So Every generation know that they're looking to build wealth for the generation, um, you know, two steps ahead of them. So again, you can pass the wealth down and do it uh, free of any tax, which is a good a good thing, isn't it? Um, and protect that wealth as much as you possibly can. So you know, this is, I don't want to get into too, I don't want to get too technical. Um, it's very easy for me to do that. My aim and goal is to really share and open your eyes to the power of um, having a legacy. It's it's vital that we understand that we're in an age now where there's different types of assets, cryptocurrency, uh, different ways of owning pieces of the stock market, whether it's ETF, electronic, electronically traded funds or traditional stocks and shares, whatever it may be. Okay. And you need to know what the rules are around that, how to protect it. What is the value of your estate? Okay. These are things we'll be, we're going to be talking about. And based on the value of your estate and what the financials look like, uh, what type of will do you need? Um, or do you need to do further planning and have trusts uh, involved in your wills or trust involved in your lifetime? We're going to look at mental capacity and, and what uh, precautions you should put in place for that. Um, because people are living a lot longer. It doesn't mean the brain and the mind will be operating exactly the same as in our older years. And that can have a real impact on family members and loved ones if things are not put in place both for personal life and for business so things to be thinking about um as we go along this journey of protecting our legacy um for our children and our children's children okay so i'm richard answer this is the legacy project thank you for listening So I trust you really enjoyed the show. Feel free to check out my website, which is oncewillsandtrusts.com. That's www.oncewillsandtrusts.com, where you can find out more information about how to set up a will, if that's what you're interested in, or find out more about your situation, whether that's business orientated, if you're a property investor, uh, if you just want to protect your family, uh, for savings and investments that you may have and you want to talk through with someone who understands exactly what you're trying to achieve then check out once with the trust also feel free to check out the 30-day challenge that's been set up there just go to the website and check that all out you can also book an appointment via the website if you want to talk to me directly but otherwise thank you so much for spending time with me on the podcast see you in the next show